Hi, I'm Brenda. And I'm Jessica, and you're listening to the Lifting You Higher podcast. Where we like to take heavy topics and lighten them up. Our goal is to encourage and lift you up on this journey we call life. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. I'm Jessica, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Brenda, and we are so excited to have you um, listening or watching, whatever, wherever you are. Um, today, oh, we... and if you're watching and it goes weird, we're having a little difficult oh, yes. difficulties that we're trying to work out, but we're going to solve the problems. You know, technology, <laughs> gotta love it. So, <laughs> yeah, so we might have a little technical difficulties if you're watching, <laughs> listening, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, what it means to have a have Daniel-like faith. And we're talking about the book of Daniel, Daniel in the Bible. I think Daniel gets a lot of um, abuse because it's like the Daniel faith, the Daniel diet. Yes. I mean, like everybody's always like picking on poor Daniel. So, but like right. if you if you read Daniel, the book of Daniel, like he was so like faithful. Like he prayed three times a day. Like he, God gave him so much favor. Like it was just, it's incredible. And in a horrible situation. Yeah. Because think about it. I mean, he was. He You're was, in exile and King Nebuchadnezzar is forcing you to do things like yeah. they are, you know, yeah. like now. Yeah. You're in a foreign land. Of course, we are in a foreign land. We are mm-hmm. pilgrims in a foreign land. If you consider yourself to be a true Christian, you are a pilgrim, baby. Yep. <laughs> in a foreign land. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, anyway, go ahead. So, go ahead, Jessica. I'm sorry. Yeah. You. No, you're good. Um, so, I just wanted us to talk about, kind of discuss what it means to have a Daniel-like faith. Um, and before I, we dig into that, really, I wanted to mention that um, I, I read through Daniel, of course, but I also have been reading this book called um, The Writing on the Wall by Dr. (gasps) David Jeremiah. And it is about... (laughs) Are you excited? I'm excited because I I know that book. I have not read it yet, but I know that book. Oh my gosh, it is so good. But it is about the prophecies in Daniel. So it is so, so good. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? All right. So let's kind of dig into Daniel. So what does it mean? Like, how can we have that kind of faith like Daniel? So first, Daniel was a Jewish prophet um, who was taken with, along with most of Israel into captivity to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. But if you read Daniel, so you also know that he was um, also there for two other kings and was their help when all of the magicians and all of those other crazy people couldn't answer. False prophet, yeah. False prophets. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft, whatever. False idol worship, whatever. Wasn't yeah. working. Yeah. When all, all of that. Didn't stop working, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so when Daniel was taken into captivity, he was renamed, ready for this? Uh-huh. Beltas Shejar. Okay. I'm I'm going to mispronounce that, so I apologize. Belshazzar. Belshazzar. And um, that means wanting to take all of God out of him. So, I mean, so renaming him, he, they, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to take his God out of him and replace it with their God. Awesome. Lowercase g. How lovely. 
Um, yeah. She says sarcastically. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, Daniel means God is my judge, and Belshazzar means may God protect his life, lowercase g. Um, Daniel the prophet was only a teenager when he when we're introduced to him in the book of Daniel, and he was an old he, old man in captivity. So he spent most of his life in captivity in Babylon, unfortunately. Yet, the entire book of Daniel, his entire life, not once, not once in his life did his faith in God waver. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, there's so many stories, like uh, in, when he was put in the lion's den, when... Um, they, his friends were put into the fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. So God is faithful. Right. So, and you cannot consider yourself to be a believer if you don't have faith. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. it starts, the whole relationship starts out with faith. It's if, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you are saved. So to believe means to have faith. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have that faith. You have it. You have it. You just have to build upon it and yeah. work upon it and rely upon it. And I think, um, and I think there's some. Daniel did some things to help him mm-hmm. not sway from that having that faith. And um, you pointed him out so, so greatly here. And um, and s- go ahead and do the first one. Oh, I keep hitting you in the arm. No, know. you're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, okay. <laughs> We've slowly become, made this uh, a thing for every podcast, but it's everybody's favorite time. Oh, definitions time. <laughs> definitions with Jess. Okay, so faith. Um, <laughs> faith. Um, so the um, Greek word is pistis, pistis, which okay. is faith. It's belief or trust in a higher power, the state of being persuaded of something, belief, constant. Uh, confidence or assurance so it's like it's not like a bait like um what am i trying to say like a base layer of like okay yeah i kind of believe that but no it is like a belief like you know you are in yes okay yeah you know um do you know who rick renner is yeah okay so you're kind of like they used to a long time ago call him the greek geek (laughs) yeah (laughs) because You always translate everything. So you are like the Greek geek. Part, the Greek geek. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, it's so fascinating. Junior. Junior yeah, Junior. The Greek, <laughs> junior. The Greek geek Junior. <laughs> I three times oh my goodness. The Greek well, geek Junior. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's so fascinating when you dig into the Greek and Hebrew meanings of words, and and it just spread. It just opens my mind farther to help me well it's not like it's just one word translation it's like a big paragraph describing this one word yes yeah i know it's kind of funny yeah yeah, it's so true and it does help so okay so we're not talking about just a whim we're talking about deep down Mm -hmm. to the bone this is my faith yeah okay and so um and you have it in you you do because we we have that promise that it's in us you have mm-hmm. you know as, as, as a mustard seed even you know we have it in us yeah it's just that we have to um exercise it and um and and have faith i mean can i, I mention I something explain it it's just like yeah. it's part of who you are if if you say mm-hmm. you have jesus living in your heart it is who you are yeah can I mention something real quick? Go. Not related to Daniel. But when people say, oh, I, you know, have faith to move mountains. 
and somebody really does have faith to move mountains and it doesn't move, it doesn't mean you didn't have faith. That's right. You know? Okay. It just maybe wasn't God's will. Timing. That's right. It's all about so, timing. So. Um, real so, quick, before you move on, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So that just goes back to the definition of faith. Right. So what are some practical principles that we can take away to use so that we, we can build our faith up? Because I think so many people, they, um, you know, this is your take. Let me give you some stuff to take away so that you yeah. can build up your, your faith and that you can, you can know that it's there, that God is there for you and it's part of your relationship. And so, um, so what are some of those practical principles? Yeah. So um, the first one from the story of Daniel is um, don't let, he didn't let life tempt him. So um, when the king was going to, you know, put him, put a purple robe on him and make him the second highest official, he didn't, he turned that down. He didn't let it sway his decision or the way he worshiped God. That's right. And I think also what Daniel did is that he didn't partake of the worldly things, you mm-hmm. know, um, he, he set himself apart and, um, so that his faith wouldn't be mixed with mm-hmm. secular things, the things of the world. And I think so many times that we need to do that. In fact, in second Corinthians six seventeen, it says, come out. Stop doing it. Come out from that nonsense and be separated. And that doesn't mean, okay, I'm not ever going to talk or socialize with anybody that's not a believer. That's not what that means. It means that in a personal level, you know what your border border should be. Mm -hmm. You know what your boundaries should be and what you can and cannot do to stay in a, a holy, faithful life with God. Because when you cross over those boundaries, those borders, then you've, um, you have to have, you have a battle on your Mm -hmm. hands. You have to take back territory and taking back territory is harder than taking territory for the first time. And so it's like, okay, my boundary is this, like, you know, like, you know, when I was living in the world and this is just telling my age, but whatever, when I was living in the world, discos were like. Yet, mm-hmm. the club it was a club i was a club girl <laughs> man i was at the club every night but sunday night and that was because the clubs weren't open on sunday nights and so <laughs> i was down at the disco having fun well um i can't do that anymore if i want to live a holy faithful life i can't go clubbing mm-hmm. you know and, and is it a sacrifice not really <laughs> not really because I remember what that life was like, and I don't want to, that to be in that life yes. anymore. I want to be, I want to be in a relationship with God, our Father, Jesus Christ, and where that is where I feel fulfilled. That's where the emptiness is filled up. That's where the joy, peace. Oh my gosh, peace is so oh. not talked enough about. I know. No, I have peace. I have, you know, all these things that I have now that I did not have that I thought I was going to try to find at the club. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so my boundary is, if, is that I, don't, I separate myself from that. Now, do I condemn someone else that's living that life? No, I don't, because they just haven't got the revelation yet. Yeah. Their time is coming. They just haven't gotten the revelation that that's not where it's at. That's not where they're going to find what they're searching for. Yeah. 
so Daniel wasn't down at the disco on Saturday night, Friday mm-hmm. night, Thursday night, whatever nights. He just wasn't, you know, he didn't partake in that. He didn't condemn those that did, mm-hmm. but he was not partaking of that because he wanted to have a relationship with Jesus that was based on, on that, not on seeking something yeah. that was just satisfying to the flesh. Right, yeah. He also didn't partake of the meat that was already um, sacrificed to idols. Mm-hmm. He was like, feed me and my friends just vegetables and we'll drink water. Not even the wine. And that's what I think kept them from, you know, that, that kept that deeper relationship with the Lord and that's ended right. up helping him and giving him favor. So That's right. So there are things that you know that you can't, you know what your weaknesses are. You know the things that you can't partake, that in partaking, it separates your relationship with Jesus. You know, it's like, okay, I, I can't do that. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, smoke, you know, I can't, and by smoke, I'm not talking about cigarettes, although cigarettes are disgusting too, you know, I'm not going to partake in smoking marijuana or something because that is, that's a separation that's separating me from my relationship with Jesus. So I can't yes. do that. You know, or, um, you know, I mean, there are, these are things, you know what they are because you know what they are. You know, because it's you, it's you, but also the enemy likes to bring those up over and over over again. That's right. So I can't partake in that and then say, you know, that everything's great between my relationship with Jesus and me. No, there Mm -hmm. is, you have not separated yourself from the things of the world. Do, and again, I'm not saying you condemn the people that are still in that. They just haven't got the revelation yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have, but they just don't, you know, they have chosen not to turn away from it. Yeah. You know, and so that, again, that's that's them. We're talking about you. Yes. And so, or me. And so I cannot partake of that if I'm going to say I'm in a relationship with Jesus and I'm trying to build that relationship to the what it the full glory of mm-hmm. what God wants it to be. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So that's what separation means. Yeah. Come out, separate. It means you know what you're supposed to separate yourself from and stop doing it, partaking in it because it's it's damaging, it's separating you from the relationship you have with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next is Daniel prayed three times a day. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what he was doing. It didn't matter who he was with. He stopped, and he prayed in his quiet place three times a day. And um, how many times are you praying a day? Or do you pray? Or do you even pray? But honestly, this morning, um, I was convicted that I was not praying enough. I'm like, I gave 20 minutes to the Lord. Well, okay, got to get on with my day because I have, you know, a whole long list of things I got to do before this morning. And I was like, actually, you know what? Those things can wait because <laughs> what, what's more important here? Having a clean house or having a deep relationship with the Lord? A hundred percent have a deep relationship with the Lord. That's right. That's right. And that is so true because you have to, ha- how do you build a relationship can you build a relationship without spending time with someone? No. No. I mean, in the natural, if if I saw someone, ooh, I want to be that person's friend. So what do you do? You orchestrate opportunities to spend time yes. with that person, right? Yeah. Same principle. So if you want to have a deep relationship with Jesus, you must orchestrate time to spend with him. Mm-hmm. And 
and again, we're not trying to make it into a religious thing because no. Lord knows we don't want that. We're trying to make it real personal. So it's like, what is it that you need to do so that you can spend some time with God? And, and I've told this, I've given this testimony probably a hundred times before, but I'm sick of hearing it, <laughs> but it's, it is the truth. Mm-hmm. And that is, I, when I was a baby Christian, I wanted to spend time with Jesus. I wanted, I mean, I had seen mature Christians and I thought, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I had to spend time with God, but I was such a big flesh baby <laughs> that, um, you know, it was like the Holy Spirit said, just give me three minutes, three minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And and so I was like, okay, I can do three minutes. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I still to this day remember that conversation and just like shake my head. It's like, oh my God, I, I really did say that I can do three minutes. Like that was a big deal. Like, wow, I was making a sacrifice, you know? And so yeah. I started out three minutes a day and, and, and I, and, and I, and I tell people, and this is again, the truth, I'm not making this up. I actually watched my watch, you know, it was like, okay, that was one minute, you know? And mm-hmm. so, cause that's how big of a flesh baby I was. But anyway, I worked up to over a time period where I was able to spend an hour with God that took time. But what happened is I started getting something from it. It was like, it was like, it wasn't a chore anymore. It wasn't a sacrifice. It was like really something I was like, I like this. And so slowly but surely I was able to add more time to it. So I had learned to set my face and say, okay, I'm going to spend time with Jesus and um and i'm going to do this and that's how it slowly but surely grew into time where it was just more than three minutes um and so if that's a situation where you're in then do it just try three minutes and work your way into it there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in jesus christ so don't be thinking bad about yourself that that's that you're just starting out baby steps that's fine start out with baby steps at least you're stepping and that's okay yeah and that's what, but that's what Daniel did. He said, stop, I'm going to spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, you said that th- about yourself this morning, God has really been dealing with me about, and I do spend time in the morning with, with, um, God in prayer to try to start do, doing something in the evening. Mm-hmm. And it's been a real struggle. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I, in fact, I bought a, a study guide, a prayer prayer devotional book Mm -hmm. you know to kind of like motivate me and and so it's been a real struggle because it's like before I know it it's bedtime yep and then it's like well I'm tired I'm tired I I just want to go to bed for goodness sakes I've got to go to work tomorrow yeah you know I've got you know I have all these excuses why not to spend time you know just a you know a smidgen of time (laughs) so it's like I'm all the way back Mm -hmm. I've been bumped all the way back. You know, now that I've accomplished, you know, a set time in the morning, it's like now God has pushed me all the way back to kindergarten, you know, again. (laughs) And here we start all over again with the struggle Mm -hmm. just to find, carve out some time in my life in the (laughs) evening before I go to bed where I'm just spending a few minutes with Mm -hmm. him, you know, before I go to sleep. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Daniel did it three times a day. I know. Okay, well, the um, the word says... Pray continually without ceasing. So we're supposed to be praying all day. And I do find myself praying throughout the day, but it's not that one-on-one on, one on one time, you know? Yeah, where you just shut everything where out. Where you shut it's, everything mm-hmm. out, and I'm, like, listening for the still, small voice of the Lord and for direction and guidance and, you know, 
encouragement. That's right. That's right. So. That's right. And, and being lifted up and yeah. fed. Yes. Yes. Um, I always tell, you know, you know that I go, I do a prison ministry. I always tell the women, you know, what are you going to feed? Mm. That's what's going to be the strongest. Yep. And, and with the way the world is and everything, that's how you better be feeding your spirit woman. Yes. Let's tell you. Okay. So yeah. that's the first, he did that. And then the third thing was. Um, even in the midst of fear and uncertainty, Daniel was still faithful to God and trusted that he would bring him out of it. <sighs> so in the midst of a lion's den, he, he was like, nah, God's got this. God's got me. I'm good. You're, those lions aren't, aren't hungry. They're not going to eat me. <sighs> I just <laughs> deep sigh. I know. I'm like, I don't, I have faith. Like I, faith is one of my gifts. So like I have, sometimes the Lord allows me to have like that extra, you know, yeah. faith. And <sighs> I don't, even now thinking about it, I don't know if I would have that much faith in, in the lion's den or in the fiery furnace. Yeah. It's, you know, here's the deal. We're going to be tested. Yeah. Not because God is testing us to see how, if we'll pass or not, because, but because he wants us to see about us. Yep. You know, it's, it's a one-on-one thing. So there are going to be tests in our life. Well, there's tests in our life. One for, because we live in a, in a, um, corrupt world. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we are just pilgrims here in this crazy town. And, um, so there's going to be tests that way. And then there's going to be tests that God allows so we can know, where we are in our faith mm -hmm. and know what we need to work on and, and see how far we've come. Like, like, yes, <laughs> you know, I knew that God would bring us through or I knew God would do this. And, um, and so it's a maturing process and we are going to experience tests. Mm -hmm. There are going to be tests and trials. The Bible tells it straight up. Yeah. And that's part of what that whole word perseverance is all about. One of my least favorite words <laughs> Um, and so it's all about that too. The Bible talks about that. And so we're going to experience that. And, um, but that's how we build our faith. Cause that says line upon line, mm -hmm. step, upon step, step upon step. That's how we, we know that's how we can look back. We can look back and say, see what God did in, mm -hmm. you know, 2012, you know, see what he did in 2020. You know, it's just like, I know my God will come through. Yes. So that's, that's um, I wanted to read Daniel six twenty two. We're talking about kind of like that. Um, innocence kind of like humbling ourselves we've talked about that before but in Daniel six twenty two, it says my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done anything wrong before you O king so he's innocent before the Lord so the Lord has found him worthy and he has not sinned against Nebuchadnezzar like, he has not said anything, you know, done anything wrong to Nebuchadnezzar. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, we're just going to go through tests. I mean, that's just it. I mean, just, just yeah. know it's going to happen. And, and it's so that you know how strong you are. Mm -hmm. So that you know how strong you are. But, and those people that think they can outrun tests... Good luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. So God gave Daniel favor. And um, when God gives us favor, because he does give us favor, we, we can't be like all showy about it and proud. We have to humble ourselves. And um, just to hop a foot on my soapbox, 
if we humble ourselves now, like just think of all the incredible things that God would give us, would bless the his people with. But we are, as a, you know, Christian body, I know not all, no, I'm not, not everybody is this way, but there are a lot of people who are very prideful. And if you would just humble yourself and say, you know what, I, I did screw up, man, life would be so much different. Anyway, taking my foot back off. Well, but, yeah. Yeah, it's just, he, he was found innocent before the Lord and he humbled himself. And I think it's so important for us to humble ourselves before the Lord. I think that so many times that uh, there's a lot of believers and I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just picking on us. I'm picking on the church because I am just like so over it. Well, I'm so over people. We don't have time. Right. I'm so over people trying to present themselves as Christians. And it's like, dude, I mean, you may have Jesus in your heart, but you are a fair weathered Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're a Christian when you feel like it. Yeah. And not when, and when you're not. And so don't let me, in, don't lump me into your group. Yep. Because that is not it. And, and so, and, and to tell you the truth, they're miserable because the Bible says that if you're on the fence, if you're lukewarm, mm-hmm. you're worse off than someone who is a full on right. center. Right. And so it's kind of like, I'm like, uh, don't let me into your group. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And so I am not a fair weather Christian. I am not on the fence. I don't have a foot in both worlds. It's like, because you're, you're going to get trials and tribulations whether you're uh, for Jesus or against Jesus. Yeah. Because the devil don't love you. Oh, no. I know. But, you know, he takes joy in making you miserable. Mm-hmm. So you might as well be on the winning team, you know? Hey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Like, because Daniel wasn't a fair weather yeah. believer because he, um, he I didn't don't think obey. So. You get thrown in a den with a bunch of lions. <laughs> I know. And don't, and don't cower in a corner crying. Right. I think pretty sure you're not a fair weather. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. I would be like all bowled up going, okay, just make it a fast. Make you know, see me fast. <laughs> but you know, he like, he didn't do it just when it was convenient for him. Right. He did it when he, it was inconvenient for him. And he was blessed tremendously for that. So that's right. And Daniel also refused to compromise on his beliefs, on his convictions, on his morals. Yeah. Like he wasn't about to eat sacrificed food that was, you know, sacrificed to idols. He wasn't going to eat that. And, you know, you know, what's the word? Uh, You know, ruin his body year. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Contaminate. Contaminate. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, I'll just out myself here. Okay. So I have an actual piece of artwork okay you know how the those great painters of the renaissance time Mm -hmm. painted you know all these biblical stories well i have one of these copies of daniel in the lion's den you know where he's standing with his back to the lions and he's in the cave or prison and um and then underneath it is the scripture and i i got that because and and i'll just tell you straight is it the picture just amazes me because I think, you know, his faith where he just stood there with his face to the light. He lifted, his head is lifted up to the light. And I think, I think, you know, I think I would be in the corner, cower, you know, just roll, would it, in a roll of, in a ball, just, you yeah. know, crying, thinking, you know, <laughs> is it going to hurt when they start jumping on, you know, yeah. when they start chewing on me. And, and this guy's just standing there, you know, 
and of course we don't know what really went down in that room yeah the only person that knows is god and daniel mm-hmm. but it it is the but our faith in the king of kings and the lord of lords the alpha and omega mm-hmm. you know the beginning the end yes yahweh the one true god mm-hmm. that's the faith and that all things are met he is the master of all things mm-hmm. and so um it just reminds me of that it's like your god is the god mm-hmm. you're you know you're serving him not a substitute yeah get up out of that corner start <laughs> stop whining <laughs> You are not lion food. Yeah. Well, you know, I know it might be hard for us to compare like our lives now versus like Daniel's life, but just think of like your life. Like I know when I had brain surgery in 2020, that was like a moment in the lion's den and I had so much faith and it was just like peace, Uh huh. like right. peace. So, and I, I was like, I'm going to be fine. It'll be fine. And it was. You know? That's right. So That's right. it it doesn't have to be a, like the actual like lions coming to hunt you down, you know, kind of moment for you, for your life. But it's big moments like that that you don't that, that nobody thinks that you know good is going to come from it, but it does. And in each of us is different stories. And again, yes. that is te- that's what's called a testimony. Mm-hmm. That's what's called a testimony. Yeah. And and to have faith. You're going to have some testimonies yep. and you have to go through some testimonies to have big faith. Yep. And they're kind of sisters. They go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, um, I just wanted us to end on, on a question for you to, to mull over and to think about. Um, what are you doing to stand firm in faith so that when are those times of, of crisis come, your trust does not waver? So think about that. Um, and just remember, as we always say, you are so loved, you are wanted, um, you are needed, you are beautiful inside and out, um, you're enough, you're worthy of, of that, um, and we just call you blessed, and we just play, pray a blessing of safety over each of you, and um, we're looking forward to connecting with you next time. That's right. So.